Oi, you, stay away from the dog. We had a fire and she's rubbish now. Dr. Gabe guarantees that there's no guarantee that what he's going to is going to be actually truth or factual. My opinion? You want my opinion? Uh, sex isn't really a, 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 what I'm looking for. And welcome to another episode of the Neutral Cider Hotel podcast. I'm your host, Ciderologist, or as my parents name me, Gabriel William James Cook, the first of his name. Coming up a bit later on the show, we'll be speaking to Colleen O'Sullivan and James Mann from South London-based cidery Duck Chicken and sampling some of their fabulous wares. We'll also be answering some of your questions. Listeners, we will have the answers for you. But first, well, you know. There's only really one thing to talk about this week. Um, now that I've moved to the opposite side of the lake from Nempner Threadwell, uh, <laughs> I took the opportunity to pop into Bristol to make some errands uh, the other day. Uh, Bristol being my where I lived prior to, to COVID kicking in and then, and then running away to the manor house in Devon. Tough times. Um, I went oh, to the dentist. I know. Well, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do. Uh, I went, <laughs> I went one to the has den- to do... <laughs> One needs to do what one needs when it's with with wrist. Um, Badminton nets don't cut themselves, eh? No, they're quite exact. <laughs> well said, well said. Uh, if oh. if any uh, knife maker would like to sponsor the Neutral Cider Hotel, then you're welcome to um, get us on our socials. Thank you. Uh, I went. I went to the dentist, and you'll all be glad to know that my teeth are. Well, in the words of the dentist, it's r- remarkably intact given my job. Uh, they said there was little <laughs> acid or sugar damage. Um, maybe that's because my predilection for bone dry, more tannic driven ciders has paid off. You see, you see, exactly. that is not that is not uh, orthodontic. Yeah, out uh, comes Doctor Gabe again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This time, <laughs> teeth. Just drink as much, you know, Ross and Y um, balls bittersweet as you want. You'll be just fine, honestly. One in five dentists recommends Ross on Y. Ross on Y. <laughs> One in five doctors recommend Wilkins cider. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, so dentist, happy, done. Um, I, I then went for, I went for a run. Um, which was, you know, nice just to try uh, with 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 lovely lovely Sam uh, off of Sam and Steph, the uh, owner proprietors of the Orchard Inn in Bristol. Hi, Sam and Steph. Oh, lovely. Um, yes, the Orchard. Um, closed at the moment, but they're raring to go to open back up, and um, you know, great a great trad cider pub, lush. And then the final errand of the day was to go to uh, the Bristol Loaf and the little the little booze shop down there to. Well, to to grab to grab a bottle of, of of an interesting natural wine, they've got they've got ace selections down there. Ended up with a Serbian orange wine. I mean, obviously, could I possibly <laughs> get more wanky and eclectic if I possibly tried? But a, accompanying that was a bottle of the old um, uh, fox dog cat because I hadn't had the opportunity yeah. to to taste it. And whilst I'm there purchasing it, I hear. Is that Gabraham Lincoln? <laughs> and I look over, and there is the wonderful Mr. Martin Goodwin Sharman. And we and there was a moment where our eyes met, masked faces as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, 
it's the first time I'd seen you in the flesh in nigh on a year. It was mm-hmm. it was a lovely moment. And I like say, uh, you're, you're, you're taller than I remember you. But you know, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen you for so long that in my mind you'd shrunk to just a small square that I can see on the screen in front of me for tiny for the listeners. Where he's a tiny man. Well, it has been said. So well, one of the one of the best purchases in lockdown was um, six inch wedges. So I'm glad they've paid off. <laughs> <laughs> they suit you. They suit you well. So that was really nice, nice, a nice little touch. But it did seem to inspire. A touch of jealousy in the chat. Martin grabbed a photo and thinking that we've got our we've got a we've got a neutral side of hotel WhatsApp group. We try and keep up to date, which I think Martin puts the photo in there and well, a bit of radio silence first of all from Scotland and California and then like <laughs> whatever. Yeah, okay. Well well yeah. such is leaning in already. This doesn't bode well. Well, well, let me run up. Go on, Grant. Tell him how you felt. Uh, oh, it was sad. It made me sad. Mm. Um, you know, like uh, it, not just you guys, but you know, I've, it's, it's, it's a strange concept these days to bump into someone in a cafe. What? You know, um, or, or even for me, even to be in a cafe. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, Quite. so yeah, it was, um, and and also it. I think my question was: Did you did you arrange to meet up? Without absolutely not messaging. <laughs> no, 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 this is the thing. That was that was the first time you've been there, right, Martin? And for me, yeah, yeah. that was the first time I'd been into Bristol in weeks. Like I think before Christmas, mm. and moved some stuff yeah. into storage. So it was just pure coincidence. The stars aligned. So for anyone listening in, um, Dom and Lara, who run Two Belly, they have a cheese counter there, Two Belly as well. And yes. uh, there's a guy called Charlie who's doing the wine. Uh, Bristol Vine? I think Bristol Vine. Bristol yeah, Vine. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I didn't want to say the wrong name and everyone be like, I didn't want Scott to overdub it and say, so Martin forgot what his introduction <laughs> to cider was. <laughs> and he also forgot what this shop was. Um, That'll come later in the show, I think. Yes, you know, I'm sure it will. But um, so I, I know those guys, uh, Charlie used to supply um, the Good Measure Wine as well. Now he's running uh, that wine shop. And um, it was just for a long walk uh, just to actually get out of the house, really been feeling like uh, just stuck in at the moment. And it felt like it almost heightened it that seeing Gabe, even though for five seconds, it was like, it literally was about two minutes at most. But it was. That kind of, it really galvanized the thought of like that, even though I chat to him weekly, that felt like, oh, I haven't seen you properly in ages. And it felt really awkward, but in a good way. It felt like, oh, and you're like, I chatted to, I've chatted to you probably about 400 hours of this year alone. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of not nervous, but being like, oh, I, I'm caught off guard here. What do you, what do, you do in person? Like, that's what it's going to be like that though, right? It's going to be weird and odd and awkward and because um, you're still going to have to social distance for a long while and um, you know, I, I I don't hug everyone. I'm not someone that describes themselves as I, I'm a hugger. Um, but like I I would like to hug my friends when I see them, and that's a, an odd thing to not do. Mm. 
Well, usually I would jump on Gabe's back and he would walk around neighing. That's how we used to drink. It's true. Um, it's I do I do miss I do miss those days. But you know we we've got a the galloping of the game. <laughs> <laughs> He's the horse of knowledge in real life. He just sprouts facts. Um, <laughs> no, what? Unfortunately for me, because he was buying Fox Dog Cat, which I blended with Pilton, um, I'm kind of like a shit genie. Where if you buy that, I have to be summoned. So I'm just there. Like I was actually doing other things, Gabe, and I just appeared. <laughs> just fuck off. Oh, God. Oh, God, for God's sake! I should have bought another bottle. The bottle. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I oh dear. Anyway, so that's that's been the highlight of uh, kind of the highlight of my week, and obviously of, of Martin's. Grant, yeah, his, his, what what special things have you been up to? Uh, I attended Manchester Cider Club. This week, yeah, it's my uh, my other um, virtual drinking cider event. Other than this, cheetah. Um, I know once a month um, <sighs> get to get to hang out with other people on a laptop. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but this this was um, this was this was a biggie because it was Albert from Ross on Y and Ben Thompson, who I think you. Martin's going to talk about in a bit from Cider Voice. Um, yeah, and, and it was it was interesting because it was so the you when you do uh, if anyone wants is interested in joining a cider club. I mean, it's not that you have to pay a subscription or anything. You just buy a a ticket and a box of cider um, mm. to, to join. And you get a Zoom link, and uh, it's always a different cider maker or a few different cider makers, um, and it doesn't matter where you are. Um, in the country you can join in so this week um albert had decided to to, to focus it on blending so he had sent um the, this bottles he got were a blend that they had made of harry masters jersey dabinette and rene dobre renette dobre très bien monsieur She's the uh, she's the woman who died uh, second in the Daphne du Maurier novel um, <laughs> of Love from an Apple. Probably. It's very true, actually. Amazing. She's a good character, and uh, and the, he the, so you got a seven fifty ml bottle of that blend of theirs, and then you got a five hundred ml bottle of single variety of each, and we all had a drink of the seven fifty, and then we were all encouraged to open the other three and make your own blend. Um, and it was yeah it was really it was really interesting nobody not many people did the same blend as they had done did you save enough uh so that you could replicate someone else's blend no i mean after about (laughs) after about five minutes i have no idea what blend was what i I, there was uh susanna um from little pomona was uh, her james and blair were all on and Albert went round and asked a few people and she had done a sort of equal split of them all. And that's what I found worked the best for me. Um, but yeah, after, after about five minutes, I, I couldn't keep track of, I didn't have enough glasses to, to be like making <laughs> blends, different blends and trying them. So, um, but it was, uh, it was really interesting. It was really good. Really, uh, loads of fun. I loved doing that Manchester Cider Club because um, I, I always learn loads. And then at, at the end of the night, it's like this: the, the, it's so, they have like an unmiking, uh, an unmuting. Sorry, uh, so everyone unmutes, and it's kind of like everyone's been 
freed of their shackles uh, <laughs> and they're like a few ciders down and it, it can get uh it, it, it can 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 get quite rowdy um so i can't really can't wait to actually go to to, to one in person when when that's allowed but yeah for now if, if you if it's something that interests you i mentioned the brum cider club as well um manchester cider club is, is also another great one to to look out for lovely bravo nice week don't make a habit of cheating on us too often, though, would you? I won't. Well, there we go. Uh, in- infidelity sorted. And that's our opening gambit. Now, let's dip our toe into the journalism pool and see what's happening in the news. Ladies and gents, that's our opening conversations all done and dusted. Now it's time for the news this week. What have we got? Grant, you've you've picked up something interesting in the news. What have we got? I I noticed that Sanford Orchards um, are investing £1.2 million to aid expansion. So, um, Wowzers. Yeah. Barney Butterfield, chief cider maker there. Um Whilst other businesses have retrenched during the last 12 months, we've taken the opportunity to press forward with our expansion plans buoyed by an ever-growing number of consumers who are looking for an antidote to the standard commercial cider brands. So we, you guys both know Sanford Orchards as well. Maybe maybe the wider cider audience do too because they're, they're available in tesco i think or, or certainly morrison's definitely they're they're in a couple definitely a couple of supermarkets um so have you know i guess are making that kind of leap into mainstream commercial cider making with with 1.2 million pounds of investment we actually uh we we did try and interview barney um <laughs> for an episode but uh the 1.2 mil did not stretch to uh super fast broadband unfortunately (laughs) i don't don't know about the super fast just just banned 1.2 million is the uh seconds in lag that the uh (laughs) (laughs) so so we would love to have you back barney when you've spent 1.1 of that on uh getting bt to install uh uh, mega router some fiber optic broadband yeah um but yeah it's 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 interesting exciting uh, a cider maker who who still you know um, has their their kind of their, their approach rooted in tradition and then it, they, mm-hmm. they, skill and a craft that they they take to make cider um, are looking to to take that step forward. Well, the the product's still there as well. Like it isn't mm. just uh, let's scale up, scale up, scale up, and kind of dilute. I think every every time I've drank their cider over the years, it's felt like modern, fresh, and easy drinking. And I think the kind of mission statement isn't going to change with that kind of backing to it. And in fact, I'm pretty, uh, pretty looking forward to more, more bottles. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a cider maker in the U S that you could compare them to at least in terms of size so that we would have a reference? Is angry orchard too big? Oh yeah. Angry orchard yeah. would be considerably bigger. Uh, it would be in the, in the two towns kind of size probably. Oh, okay. I thought. Got it. But I guess it's probably harder because what, you know, What's it's one 1.2 million in in the US to scale up? Yeah, it, it it it's it's the the reason why 
Sanford Orchards are really important, I think, for UK cider is that you, you've both mentioned it, that great cider maker, great ethos, attempting to grow to provide great, accessible range of different products to people uh, via grocers um, and, and easily accessible. And that's just something that the UK doesn't have. We don't have the mid-size of producers. You're either huge or you're small. Mm-hmm. There is nobody. There is nobody producing 10 million litres of cider in the UK. Your three million, you know, the 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 Sanford Orchards and the and the Sheppies and the Hawks, they're sort of around that sort of area. But to th- to then grow that next step and to not grow into a giant behemoth is really really hard to do. And they're giving it a good go. And I doff my cap to them, especially. And I don't know how much common knowledge this is, but um, you know, it was a really challenging year last year, obviously for everybody, including apple growers. Um, and Barney on Barney honoured all all contracts and bought every single apple that every grower um, had to offer, even if he didn't necessarily need every single apple because mm. he lost oh. huge amounts of sales. So he, well done, his, his heart, not only is his heart in the right place, he's, he's just good guy and he's doing it right. And, it, and it's obviously working for him because they're growing and investing. So cheers to you, Barney. Top man. Three. Gabe, save it for the interview. So, okay. I'll save <laughs> <laughs> In 2022. Right. Well, I, I'm going to put my doctor's gown back on. Uh, oh, here we go. Like, <laughs> just, just do a little warning here. Anything he says, just don't take with a pinch of salt. Just pretend it isn't real and do the research yourself. So, Gabe, Dr. Gabe, what, what can we expect in the news this week from you? Dr. Gabe guarantees that there's no guarantee that what he's going to is going to be actually truth or factual. Um, I read a report. Uh, uh, to be fair, a... <laughs> Say it. Okay, moving on. A peer-reviewed um, uh, published paper um, about the beneficial antiplatelet and anti-inflammatory properties of Irish apple juice and cider bioactives. That's oh. right, aka cider is good for you in it. Well, actually, what it is is there's a demonstration that there are properties within uh, apple juice and cider. In this case, from from the, the test subjects were in Ireland. Uh, that display some of the properties that are known to be in in wines and in certain kinds of oils that can have some, you know, positive impacts upon your cardiovascular system. I am not saying that drinking more cider <laughs> makes your heart better. I will, I'll, I'll concede that one on this occasion. Go on, um, but you know what? What has long been suspected that if you have um, a great fermented product there will be potentially some beneficial outcomes from it. So exciting news, everyone. Cheers. Not negated by the fact that it is a drug and a dangerous drug that's easily accessible, is it? What's (laughs) hell? Like every other interview, we chat about like a kind of, I guess, a quite candid, honest uh, approach to alcohol as a drug and alcoholism and dealing with lockdown and stuff like this. And then every, t- you, it just feels like the PR machine is like, it's actually good for you in some way. It's like, yeah, the, the benefit is it's a really good drug. That's fun. Like, I don't think I need to know my platelets are on the left field of your Dimmick Reds, but the alcohol is great. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the benefit. Just enjoy, enjoy life while you can. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Thank you, Dr. Martin. <laughs> Dr. Grant, what's your opinion on the matter? I The writing's too small for me to bother reading that report that you posted, Gabe. So, uh, 
Well, there we go. And and Professor Scott. My what opinion? You, you want my opinion? Absolutely. <laughs> you want my opinion? <laughs> Go on, Scott. Uh, drink and be merry. That's what I say. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Professor Scott, he always comes up with the goods. There we go. Martin, what, uh, what have you been finding in the news this week? Yeah, so Cider Voice has a website. So uh, Cider Voice, if you don't know, is um, Ben Thompson, who gives great insight and tasting notes on his Instagram account. Uh, but he now has his own website, CiderVoice.com. And the first post uh, is The Revolution is Coming. And it's about uh, kegged cider um, and the crafty side of it. And actually, the photo that he's put up is the pub that uh, I run. And it's got the uh, poster from the event that we did with... Uh, Little Pomona, which was the release of uh, Root and Branch. I nearly said Root and Bone. Root and Branch. It is Root and Branch. Which, which, which is also up in my kitchen. Yeah, oh, but there we the go. photo he's got, Grant, isn't the one in your kitchen, though, is it? No, but the poster's the same. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. You sounded so sad. No, but, but the poster... Well, you made me you made me doubt myself for a while for like a second and then I was like, No, it is the same. No, it definitely is the same. And also that is really entertaining for all the people who are listening to this audio <laughs> file. Visual jokes um, work well. What, what do you what do you boys It's not a joke. It's not a joke, Scott. It's really oh, there. Look, I showed you it and everything. You should believe me. Listeners at home will know know from the microphone being moved that he was looking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, should I mute? If I mute my mic, I, I can't, nobody's going to hear me say it. And, 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 nobody's going to hear me yeah. move my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But yeah, it's it's a lovely bit of art. The revolution shall not be pasteurized. The revolution shall not be pasteurized is what it says. I think. Um, but that was uh, James brought down the first keg of it um, to the good measure, and we connected it up. And I remember, um, I've probably said it already, but he put it through the line and he tried it. He went, oh, that's lovely. It's worked. Mm. Oh. I guess <laughs> it was just like you could, I could kind of then uh, reverse engineer in his head the worry on the way down with this little keg. Like, is it going to be okay? <laughs> but uh, yes, anyway, the, uh, the website sidevoice.com uh, is pretty much going to be one for us to watch and I'm sure we'll be able to harvest some news from that over the coming years. Yeah, I mean, and I guess especially this week, was it this week that, that Malt Review um, sort mm-hmm. of um, put down their <laughs> pens or keyboards? Um, and, <laughs> you you and sounded I, like put down dogs or something. You were like put down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I realised halfway through, I was like, well, they didn't put down their pens with because it's laptops, but anyway, um, the, yeah, the Malt Review, where, where Adam Wells r- writes, um, well, like two, sometimes three articles a week on Cider, that's primarily a whiskey website, um, the Malt Review is gonna is, is no longer going to exist. And Adam said that they're going to find another home for, for the existing work and, um, and hopefully continue to do it going forward. But yeah, it's, it's good that, Cider voices come along, kind of fill in that 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 hole and that void for for just now, and and we'll we'll continue to um continue to be a place that people can go to learn about cider. Yeah, well, like you said it then as well, but Adam's writing was killer, 
very honest and candid when it needed to be, and also hyper dissecting styles and single bottlings and everything. So it was like always an eye opening read. And I know uh, James Finch had done some writing for the website as well, and his post on uh, the kind of vertical tasting of Gold Rush was one which was like, that was just like reliving the years. So um, I'm glad that those guys are going to have their writing, find a new home, and also that. They they've got they've got to keep on going in some capacity, haven't they? Like I mean, it's it, yeah, more more to read, please, guys. And if Cider Voice can provide uh, more voices in the cider industry, it's all the better, baby. Definitely. There you go. You heard it from the man himself. All right, that's a wrap on the news this week. Coming up next, our chat and tasting with Colleen and James from Duck Chicken Cider. <laughs> for this week's interview. Grant, who is dropping by to say hello today? This week, our guests are two cider makers spurred on by a mutual love of travel and fermented apples. Having only started in 2016, they've garnered quite a following in the cider community with their aptly named and much-loved creation, Giggle Juice. They produce (laughs) cider out of their South London flat using apples from a non-commercial orchard in Kent and have now turned their focus to wild fermentation. So pleased to welcome the coolest poultry-inspired cider makers in the country. <laughs> Checking into the hotel, hey. it's Colleen O'Sullivan oh. and James Mann of Duck Chicken Cider. <laughs> Woo! Hello. You, that. you oh. really did that. You really Chicken did into that. The... Chicken, you heard it. <laughs> oh, oh, it's at the end when we're going to be ducking out. That's going to be the oh. Oh. oh, what a start. Hey, we're rolling. <laughs> It's all downhill from here, James. That's it. Yeah, that is it. Peaked at the start. I guess um, a good place to start would be tell us a little bit about duck chicken cider. We both like cider for a long. We both like cider for a long time. Mm. Um, At the time before we started making cider, I, for some reason, decided I couldn't drink beer, which turns out I can. So that was a mistake. Um, and was drinking a lot of cider, just going, trying to find all the cider in London and go to cider festivals and beer festivals and drinking all that. Um, and then we sort of talked about making cider. Um, it both enjoyed cider. We've traveled around like uh, drinking cider. We used to travel exclusively almost to places that made cider because I knew I could actually get something to drink. Um, <laughs> so we'd go to like the Basque Country or the Most Vietel or Frankfurt, and there'd be places where actually they serve cider, which is obviously rare on um, outside of the UK. There's not a massive tourism trade around cider, no. is there? I mean, I guess you'd be probably <laughs> named the, the top two or three there. Besides Normandy, which we still haven't been to, which is a bit of a... Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, Yet. And Astorias. Yeah, no Astorias. I mean, I've been to Normandy, but not for cider. Not to drink cider. <laughs> We 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 just had a we just read in the news uh, uh, an article about uh, what well, a, a a scientific paper uh, advocating the potential uh, healthy benefits uh, to the cardiovascular system, which is basically a very long winded way of me saying, "Can I open up a cider?" Because I'm quite thirsty. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, that, I think that would be. I'm thirsty and I'm feeling like heart failure. Like my, my, my heart failure. Yeah. So um, Easter Hill, what do we think? Yeah, yeah, I think Easter Hill. Easter Hill, all um, right. Yeah. Because that is our original cider we've been making. Yeah, this will for... this will send us on our 
cider journey, if you will. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. Whilst we're opening up, uh, I've I've got a very important question for you. Um, obviously, on on your label, we've got a duck and a chicken um, because you're duck chicken cider. But I but being the keen uh, ornithologist that I am, I, I noticed it's not any old duck you've got on here. But is is it is that a goosander or a red breasted merganser on there? What have you got? Oh, fucking hell, Gabe. <laughs> You're correct. Fucking right on your it's second a red answer. Yeah. Yes, I knew it. I knew it. Um, that's really good. I mean, that's obviously the most important thing, rather than the fact that the duck has got three legs, um, which I suspect isn't naturally occurring in nature. Anyway, maybe that's something no. to do about the intense properties of the cider. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Gabe, what the fuck is that as a question? What? <laughs> what? That's brilliant. <laughs> How do you know that, Gabe? That's the question. <laughs> I tell you, as 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 a young as a young boy in the Shire, before I got interested in cider, I was keen on animals. What can I say? Wow. Yeah. So we spent um, two weeks in the Faroe Islands, and the red-breasted meganza was the favourite duck we saw. We mm. saw a, a lot of ducks. Mm. That was it. Just ducks. Barely any people. Yeah. So when we <laughs> decided to um, get the, get these lab- so labels made up, we we. Um, we're like, right, we've got to choose a cool chicken and a cool duck. And um, James was inspired by his boss, who's from Orpington. So we got an Orpington ah. blue chicken. And then we're like, we've got to go with that Magranzo. It's so cool. Like, and wild. We just called them the, uh, like, mad professor ducks <laughs> on the on the fjords. Um, they'd come by, like, every day. We're like, there they are. Look at them. They're so cool with the, like, little bits of... Uh, Feathers sticking out the back of their head. If you haven't seen it, um, it's pretty cool. Where did the well? Presumably, you already had the name before you you, you picked your breeds. Where does the name <laughs> duck, yeah. duck chicken come from? <laughs> yeah, we haven't even done our proper story yet. We're beginning. Uh, we're just going straight into the red breast yeah, of a cancer. We're getting back into that's, we're that's in, fine into our second rebrand, and you asked us where we started. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the the name duck, duck chicken came from. Uh, well, we just discovered it the other day again um, from James calls me Solly because my last name is O'Sullivan. And um, one day he was texting me when I was at work and instead of calling me Solly, I got this message that said, Ho- like, hope your day gets better, Solly Duck Chicken. I was like, <laughs> what? What? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what does that mean? And uh, he's like, no, I don't know. Apple has just suggested um, to change your name to Sully Duck Chicken. Like, all right. And then everything after that just became Duck Chicken. Brilliant. Called each other Duck Chicken. Everything that was like an um, like a moat was like Sad Duck Chicken, Happy Duck Chicken. <laughs> so like six weeks later, when we started the cider, or we went to pick the apples, we're like, we, we've got to have a name for this cider company. Like, do you have any ideas? <laughs> No. Okay. Um, how about just duck chicken? Okay, let's go with that. So it was kind of it. that was it, really. Well, yeah. Happy, happy duck chicken. Definitely from the nose immediately. This is like one of the fruitiest uh, ciders on the nose straight away. Is that what's giving it that? How did you uh, bring that out of the apples? I have, I have no idea. <laughs> Magic. I, we, we didn't do anything <laughs> particular to do that. We just we press them and put them in a tank. This, and then this we is kind of in, tank and then we I think this is kind of in the magic of the whole time we've 
been making cider is we come at it just with a love of the product mm. and not any background. You know, we read Andrew Lee's book and that's as far as our, our cider education any has other gone. Books? Um, what's that? Any other books? Um, any other books? No, none no. that come to mind. <laughs> I no. don't think there are <laughs> any. None, <laughs> none, none with a red cover, yeah. maybe called, mm. maybe called ciderology by, by, by Gabe Cook, possibly. Maybe. Does not ring no. a bell. No, no. no. it does not ring, ring a bell. bell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, oh, lovely. That's it. We can end that episode now. <laughs> so, so you're saying that it's like, um, it, it's not a pursuit of it to get certain varieties and almost like geek out on that kind of process. It's just the the sheer joy of pressing and having the apples and the juice. Yeah, I think after the f- sort of, so we got access to the orchard by sort of a random conversation that like ended up being, oh, um, I know someone with an orchard. Would you like to go and have a look at it? And would you like to pick the apples from it? And I was like, oh, okay, maybe it was a couple of trees, a few trees. We went down and there's 144 trees, which was great then. But now that we have to prune them all, it's more <laughs> hard work. Um, so we went down and then, yeah, we picked the first year. As you can tell from the microphone and stuff, that we don't like go, if we want to do something, we sort of do it properly. So we bought a bunch <laughs> of really good equipment and um, got a hydro, got a, a 90 liter hydro press mm. and, a, and a few tanks and then just... Um, pressed the first year and it, it came out surprisingly well. And that's. Yeah, so the, the orchard is, uh, yeah, about 104 trees and maybe 120 of them are cox apples. The rest is Worcester Pear Main, uh, which we did press the first year and we just didn't get on with that apple variety. Um, so, uh, the, the cox apples, uh, the cox cider was really, really good and quite acidic. And uh, like we said, we were, we've were we been traveling to San Sebastian a couple of times um, before then and really got on with the, the acid of their ciders. So we we're like, this is perfect. This is exactly what we want to drink. And it's, it wasn't with any purpose or um intelligence we uh, we just kind of lucked into this situation where we we got this beautiful acidic cider um from the apples we were given and yeah they're they're beautiful old trees i think they're like a remnant of the old cox orchards of kent which have which were sort of grubbed up in the 1990s for like a really small amount of money the farmers were given like a hundred pounds an acre or something to grab up all these beautiful trees Jesus. But luckily these 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 are maintained not for a commercial reason just for someone wanted to have some trees um so that's it's really nice to actually have that like part of history these trees are probably planted in the 50s maybe post-war um and then um so yeah we made it from that we tried a few different sort of methods like adding sulfites not adding sulfites adding yeast not adding yeast and as you said, we're sort of moving towards wild fermentation. I think that's been a gradual process of if you, I don't know, we feel if we have good fruit and we um, trade selective, we um, press it carefully and ferment it carefully and try to avoid oxygen exposure and so on, um, we end up with a nice clean product. And that's that's all we're really going for is a nice clean cider. I think that's our sort of our goal. Uh 
So being being duck chick insider, I was thinking about what what animal what what two animals would you combine and why into 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 one beast? Like the greatest animal? Like what? <laughs> to what end? Sexiest chimera. I think yeah, that's the what we're for. Uh, Sex isn't really a, 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 what I'm looking for. Just what you know. <laughs> and if you're going to say, if you, you're not allowed to Top say of the episode, you're not. Allowed, <laughs> you're not allowed to say duck chicken. But pick your pick your two animals to make to make one animal that is going to just just is going to be the greatest creature that's ever lived. What would what would those two animals be? Why? Well. I've actually got an answer, but I want it to be three animals. Okay, that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah, Whoa, that's totally fine. A primera. Nice. And but that means James can only have one animal. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's easier fine. for me at least. <laughs> <laughs> like um, I'm going to go with. Oh. Behind our head is Eugene, the urban animal. Hi, so Eugene. my friend. My friend Latina made a, this for me a couple of years ago for my birthday. And. I, th- I think it was supposed to be a cat. I was like, that's not, that's not a cat. Um, I think it's... I hope you said thanks first. <laughs> thank, thank, uh, yeah. And uh, by the way, thank you for this beautiful birthday gift. You've Love you, thank you. Time. What the actual... But <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not, this is not a cat. Um, we, we just called the urban animal because it looks like a fox right. and a dog and a cat all in one. Did you and say fox, we were, dog, cat? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I, that sounds really yeah. familiar. Like, is this almost like there's a cider called fox, dog, cat? Yeah. Um, is that? Yeah. That's weird. I think it might have been Pilton. It might even yeah, be by maybe, Pilton. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't or is take, it fox, duck, cat? It's fox, I swear to God, fox, fox, dog, if Martin cat. is named it Eugene, the, the <laughs> Eugene cider decided. animal, I'm going to be pissed. It's called, it's called fox, dog, cat, and it's supposed to be uh, the lazy job. The lazy job? The lazy oh, dog jumps over yeah, the yeah. fox. Well, the, whatever the fuck it is. The lazy fox jumps <laughs> over the dog. Oh, I fucking know. I don't know. But, I need some giggle juice. What's I know that we didn't even have. We're not even drinking giggle juice. And... You don't even get giggle juice. No, but what have it's we got next, precious. guys? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Too precious. So next, having skipped the orchard where we get the giggle juice from, or we get at least the, the recipe from the giggle juice from, is uh, a new orchard that we um, pick for the first time this year. Um, it's a bit further south. I mean, it's in Stablehurst rather than like Tunbridge Wales. Um, and it is a very, very old Bramley orchard with um, some of the gaps in the old Bramley trees, the Bramley trees. We think well, there's a sign from about 10 years ago that says they were 80 to 90 years old, 90 years wow. old then. So they're um, enormous old Bramley trees. And then the gaps between those trees, um, about 15 or so, 15, 20 years ago, were filled in with some random varieties, which we don't know. So we, um, in the spirit of seeing what happens, just picked them all, or picked everything we could, and uh, pressed, pressed them pressed them all separately. And then um, once we had the juice and we had an idea what the juice tasted like, we um, stuck them all in a barrel together rather than doing anything more complicated. Um, yeah, we didn't, we didn't get much yield off each tree. It wasn't, a, it wasn't enough to do anything. And we gave them all silly names. Go on, list some names then. Uh, we've got Gooseblood, <laughs> Demon Russet, <laughs> Semicox, 
um, might be Byford. <laughs> Your delivery is so fucking dry. I think that last one's my favourite. My might be Byford. <laughs> might be Byford. This is... This is my this is my life. Yeah. <laughs> every, every day is dry. I think that's why we make dry cider. That's, yeah. your, that's, your, that's your branding. Every day is dry. There you go. That's all you need. Yeah. You should do the TV ads when you get to that stage, James. Hi, I'm James. Welcome to Duck Chicken. Uh, I don't think there will be TV ads when we get to that stage. Yeah. It'll just be some YouTube ad. YouTube you keep getting at. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be the opposite when we get when we get our faxes about duck chicken cider we'll know who's who's responsible for it but oh please please do page me when that happens yes. that'd be great I'm looking forward yeah. to that we've got our telegram we've got our telegrams yes. <laughs> one of the things i wanted to kind of ask uh it's kind of a weird one looking at the whole cider industry but a lot of the makers we chat to they're either um just doing it solo they're by themselves or more likely than not they're married or a couple together going all in um and i wanted to ask how that's been for you as a couple but also what would you say to say a couple that are coming up to you in a pub in the next year and they say oh we're looking to get into cider and our maisonette how what what advice would you give to young couple cider makers man I, I, I don't know. Like we've enjoyed it so much making our product together, to be honest. Um, I think we both have kind of settled into our own little roles within the the production. Mm. Um, I do a lot of the emailing and social media. James does a lot of the research into uh, like random whatever things I can buy. Yeah. Random <laughs> things James can buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we try not to step on each other's toes too much. I yeah. think when we do, we kind of get a bit like, we, we get a bit like, well, why are you saying that? I'm like, but, did you tweet about that? Yeah. Like, I'm going to tweet about that. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you send the VAT return? No, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's definitely been like worth it a hundred percent worth yeah. it especially during lockdown mm. the last 11 months like they're tough for anyone i think it's especially i mean i don't know why to put words in your mouth james but it's maybe been a little bit more tough for you because you're stuck at home i'm at, le at least able to go out to do my work um but having that af after work after we log off our computers just be like okay tonight we've got a bottle you know 100 bottles of from this tank like let's get it done and it was it's like a really good bonding experience for us we i don't know we just really enjoy it it's, yeah it's we're great. lucky i think we're we're very lucky that we both have an um equal participation and very equal everything's equal for us and i think that's i don't know if all um young aspiring cider maker couples have that <laughs> or perhaps if one person if, if one person sees it as their um their hobby i don't know but it's it's difficult to see it working in any other way if it was just like Kaleem was like well i'm gonna get the press out and do pressing apples and i'm like all right i'll just sit in the living room <laughs> tweeting <laughs> tweeting <laughs> doing that returns <laughs> sending pictures on instagram or something of, of my knitting <laughs> i'm sure your knitting would be really nice i'm sure it would be really nice James. i do great knitting just so I'd obviously just seen that you've um, poured 
the demons of Spills Hill. This is the second cider that that, that we've got. Um, wow, I'm going to say absolutely wow. I'm I, well. I don't know um, what you have in the midst of this this orchard, but it's things that pack a mega punch from a from mm. a from a tannic point of view, for grippy mouthfeel, from a phenolic point of view, really, really sort of woody and spicy. That's like, it's really the woody, spicy, almost resinous kind of. Um, yeah, there's some smokiness. It's, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Beautiful you know, colour as well. You, you, oh, it's, and, and, and the, the, there's a real mouthfeel and a texture. Or It's almost juicy. I think it is juicy, but because it's so grippy, that's sort of cutting through that a little bit at the same time. I'll tell you what, you, you presented this as, as, a, as a West Country cider from down in Somerset, Devon, Dorset. They would be very, very proud of it. Congrats, guys. I think that's, that's absolutely... That's great. I really like and my girlfriend really likes as well these these ciders that have this this grippiness, this this slightly taut um chewiness kind of to it. I don't want it to be too smooth. I want the grab and that's grabbing. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. I <clears throat> I think uh, uh, grippiness is like a <laughs> a good word I I hadn't thought of to describe it, but I think you're right. It kind of finishes on a really nice um there's a, just a subtle appley flavor right at the end, just to leave your mouth, like your palate clear and like, okay, I could, I could have another drink of that. That That's good. Even though it's sending on a little bit of a taste adventure, um, uh, during the mouth. So it's get, I'm getting yeah, berries on the end here as well. Even like, yeah. um, it's, I think it's really free. I've just done a blend like 60, 40, 40, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 60 on the 60, 40, uh, 40. We've, we've, Jesus Christ, but to be sending you an extra box. We've never done that. <laughs> it's no, lovely. Never... I, I'm, used to I'm, doing it. I'm doing it right I now. I can imagine that's pretty, pretty, like, fucking <laughs> ultra Kentish blend. Oh, that's clever. That's very clever. Floral citrusy, and then oh. it cuts into that, like, grippy, structured mouthfeel. 60, 40, what we, Martin? 60, 60 Easter and then 40 Ooh. Demons. I've gone the other way. I've gone like 30 Easter, 60 Demons. Mm. What's the other 10%? 36, though, yeah. What's the other 10, <laughs> Gabe? <laughs> Fucking hell, you are bad at math. So, guys, one, one time Gabe did a game um, in the show where he gave us 40 points uh, and he tried to even it out as like a, everyone draws and gave himself 50 points. Uh, so he won a game he hosted <laughs> by cheating yeah well he, it wasn't even cheating he just went and I get 50 so it was like, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was the point in the last half hour <laughs> mm. and your point That's is perfect <laughs> my point is it tis tis one to do the same but guys it they're, they're both lovely and, and, it, mm, and it's funny really that so markedly different it isn't just like yeah. oh we're working from the same orchard and here's our here's our this with that and it's like minute touches and they're all similar it's like i i wouldn't give these to the same person in my family knowing that they would love them do you know what i mean like my wife would like number one the easter and i can tell she wouldn't go for number two like i, yeah. I can just tell you right now so it's like it's so crazy that with the i guess the kind of urban link is you have access to these orchards. You're not tied to being a family plot where you've got one thing and that's all you can work with. You kind of uh, able to be a rolling stone with it. It's it's about the terroir and 
if you taste probably 2019 Google Juice compared to 2020 Google Juice, there there's a, a subtle difference to that. And because we picked the russets from the commercial orchards in Pembury, but we picked the Bramleys from the new orchard in Staplehurst, it, it does taste different. Uh, there's a, a little bit of a tweak on the whole taste profile, um, not in a bad way, not in a good way. I think it's just different. Um, and I think this new orchard is just going to open up a lot of opportunities for us. Um, yeah. And it's the orchards are probably, what, 20 miles from each other, 30 miles? At 20 miles, yeah. But you can you can taste the difference in it. I think that's it. Um, but I think if you had Easter Hill and the Derek from IT and the Giggle Juice in the years past, they've they've actually tasted very similar. And I've accounted a lot of that towards our house yeast. But it's probably a lot based on the terroir of those orchards rather than um, house yeast, maybe. Mm. Just that, that subtle difference of 30 miles moving to a different orchard. Yeah, the, so, yeah, the soil could be something else. I mean, the, the new orchard produces brandies that can go over 8.5% Fuck yeah. like on their own. Like, yes, like, and ver- like, it's absolutely like we fucking to, insane. We used to pick brandies from the commercial orchard and it would get like 55 Yeah, that was like the max is 5.5%. And these, the ones we picked this year were like 8.5 at the end of the season. As a sort of um, a, a final question, Anna, and a, and a looking forward, positive, looking ahead, what what are the exciting things that are uh, on the horizons for 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 duck chicken in terms of you know products or you know when the world opens up a little bit, what's what does the future hold? Um, th- this year we've produced twelve different ciders, which is wow. um, pretty remarkable. I don't know if all of them will be for sale, maybe. Eight of those will be because they're, they're they're kind of just like test batches and see how they go. We we like to be incremental. They're like, does this taste okay? Yes, it tastes okay. We could scale it up next year maybe if it uh, if it works. Um, what what are we excited about? Um, just like everything, <laughs> honestly, everything. Like this this year, our pet nat I think is tasting banging and. Nice. We didn't fuck it up like we did last year, which is <laughs> super awesome. Uh, it's not exploding everywhere. We you haven't had have to, to repackage them. it um, a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> we haven't we're... done like any key kegs this year, which is a bit sad. We could possibly do some a little bit later in the year. We'll see if you know the sales, not sales, but um, if pubs open up and a demand for key kegs continues but that's that's one region we definitely uh would like to expand and expand upon because it's i think it is as albert uh from ross and why has said it is kind of the future to like get on board on the like same level as craft beer and like have that pump clip on the same like on the bar with everything else and have that consistent quality product that no one's really going to like you can give that to a bar and if they're going to have key kegs on they're going to have the standards that require to serve 
good key keg all the time. Whereas a bag in box, not, there's nothing more disappointing than going to a really nice pub that you've spent a few emails and like and, and really pushed to try and get your cider on there, and then tasting it and being like, "Wow, good job, you guys cooked it on top of a fridge," which isn't going to happen with key keg per se, because they're going to keep it in the cellar rather than on the bar in like a sad looking box. What? Well, yeah, I I've. I... The key keg thing I, is something I'm, I'm not sure about. I don't understand. I like. I think yes, it creates great cider, and um, it's an opportunity for drinkers to try something without committing to a seven fifty or something like that. But as someone who sells cider to bars and things, it's hard to get in there. That's the that's the stumbling block for site for keep for any kegged craft or artisanal or fine cider, whatever you want to call it at the moment, it's it's difficult to get it into bars. I mean when the when the container costs ten pounds more than it would if you did put it in the same the same size container in bib, it's gonna be a challenge. Um but we're hoping um to work with um Sam Nightingale to um Get some canned canned giggle juice, so that's going to be exciting this year. Oh, holy um, shit! Okay, Mar- Martin Martin perked up for that. Four forty <laughs> milk cans. Tell of... me more. What? <laughs> it was more than like, guys. So, what's the plans for twenty twenty one? You went, oh, maybe, maybe everything. Yeah, yeah. And you've just gone. Oh, and by the way, cans of giggle juice. Yeah, I forgot about that. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. <I forgot> about <laughs> so we have like <laughs> minor detail, actually. I was. I, I, I was actually like, I didn't want to interrupt her because I was like, I was waiting for her for to, me to mention cans. Yeah, I forgot. I mean, she talked about big cans, the key kegs. Yeah, that's what they're called in the pub. Yeah. Uh, that's not really James. That's not really what you know. Not <laughs> the same. Um, but right, cans, brilliant. Yeah, so we're hoping to do um, dry. Force cut will be force cut. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just full clean cans of um, giggle juice. Oh, nice. Um, Can you imagine the world of like four forty mil cans of dry cider available in the market? I can imagine them in my fucking fridge, future. mate. That's uh, straight away. What yeah. a fucking future. I can, imagine, I can imagine the empty cans in the recycling. We've, That's how yeah, far forward I, mean, I am with it. I, can, I mean, giggle juice is a lovely drink. I don't want to dismiss it because it is one of our best. Well, we've been making it for four seasons now. So it is like one of our more seasoned drinks. But I wish we put the Easter Hill as giggle juice. I, re- I think we really fucked up there. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, we really like Easter Hill more. And, it's, and I think people are, for no wrong reason, attracted to the name giggle juice. It's a great name for mm-hmm. a cider. Um, uh, and I think it pushes sales for us like to have something called giggle juice and I think putting makes sense for us to put something like that in cans and to uh, make it a bit more industrial not not really but it's gonna we're probably gonna make like 300 liters of this so it's not like a big deal that's, vol- that's volume for us doesn't matter <laughs> when you <laughs> when you say industrial do you mean kind of like craft work the the puppen kind of uh style of industrial uh, musical uh, aspect of things 
Craftwork is not industrial. Out of all the industrial bands you could have gone for, you went for Craftwork. <laughs> Fucking oh, hell. My, my knowledge of industrial uh, German music's not as impressive as yours, Martin. <laughs> I think it's, it's going to be our volume. I product. think it's because something we could scale up at this point. Um, things go right. We could send uh, a couple thousand liters of Google juice to the canner to for sale. And I think it would sell really, really well. And that would be really exciting because it's a really fucking good cider. And to put something like that out on the market as totally dry I think that would be really mm. like the future. Yeah. Well, honestly, from hearing that, I am absolutely looking forward to. Uh, I'm going to call every six pack of giggle juice that I get. It's going to be a gaggle of giggle juice, and if I can fucking <laughs> smash through that all summer, Aww. we're on to a winner, baby. So thanks very much, guys. Nice. Thanks, Cheers. Martin. Personally, I think you should be calling it red-breasted Mergant's uh, Orpington juice, but, but that's just my personal opinion. That's very um, niche. It is, it is. I'm not uh, sure who that's going to appeal to besides yourself. It'll, it'll appeal to the Wildfowl and Wetland Brigade. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us and, 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 and bearing with us this evening. Uh, for anybody who wants to learn a little bit more about Dutch Chicken Cider, where should they head to? Well, they can head to duckchickensider.co.uk we're on twitter at dc underscore cider and on instagram at duckchicken underscore cider i think and yeah you can just facebook us too yeah anyways just just do duck chicken cider and to google many duck chickens out there probably no uh, not very many you'll you'll find us straight away Glean, James, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you've had a good time. Uh, we certainly have had a hoot. And your ciders, uh, these, these, are, these are a couple of great ciders. And I'm really looking forward to tasting everything that comes out from this year and beyond. So good luck to you and thanks for joining us. Cheers. Cheers. It's time for listener questions where we tackle the hard hitting questions of you, our dear listeners. Martin, I hear we have something a little bit special this week. What do we got, my friend? Yeah, so I guess the question is is poetry allowed? And the only re- no. reason. Well, sorry, tease. But... <laughs> right, end of segment. Here we go. <laughs> Moving it was, on. It, that, wasn't, that, wasn't a, that wasn't an actual question. Okay, sorry. <laughs> So the on Instagram, uh, I received a message from less underscore the underscore man. Uh, Tease is the username here, but they said, <clears throat> let me have a drink of cider first. Okay. Here we go. Freezing, almost frozen, lost in badly lit precincts of my consciousness. Thus, one night I was stumbling when a certain Simon summoned me to enter this unknown accommodation. The Neutral Cider Hotel. And fucking hell, I lounged and listened, learned a little, laughed a lot. Simon is gone, but I've come back, eavesdropping on every room on offer. Even ventured out on Nutawar, chilled, not freezing, drinking, not drunk. And maybe one day I'll be able, and that's able spelt like Grant Cider Shop. Oh, brilliant. To find words worth recollecting. Spontaneous overflows of apples. Powerful. 
fermented in something that rhymes, annoyingly succinct with tranquility. Nice. And then they said, that was a, and that was as a post of appreciation from a guy in Germany that listens to Biffy Clyro and Frightened Rabbit. If it's a poem, it's called Cider Lines. And I said, that is definitely getting read on the next episode. Love you in Germany, Martin. Glad you listened and have stuck around because it is important. They've obviously come from the mm. Biffy episode and gone, fuck, and annoyingly succinct, able, they're fucking intertextuality. They have undertaken the full uh, the full review of the uh, of the back catalogue. Um, yeah, well, lush. well. Also, they said please, uh, but please go gently in case I got anything completely wrong. Uh, not being a native language and ciderwise, and I stand oh, by God. the fact <laughs> everything reads there brilliantly, and like I haven't changed anything oh, for positivity. But that's amazing. But here we are, here we are, that they said, hi, Martin, no poetry this time. And I just blocked them then. But um, although I wonder whether the second but last is grammatically correct in an annoyingly succinct fashion, question mark. Anyway, coming from and still living in a region in Germany on the border of Bavaria and Hesse, where Apfelwein is quite popular. How does this drink relate to cider? As far as I can see, the focus here is on rather on just processing the apples at hand than actual crafting. If German Apfelwein is an option at all, I'm curious about the NCH's opinion. Cheers, Thorsten. So the question here, Gabe, and it's mainly for you, Apfelwein versus cider what are the differences and what can this person take from it torsten thank you very much for your annoyingly strong command of the english language uh, which is <laughs> not not your first language um uh that was amazing absolutely amazing Putting the scottish guy in the podcast the shame <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised one of you didn't say that actually yeah. I'm now setting you up to slag off Scotland <laughs> well I can tell how much you've drank because you're just giving Scotland on a plate whereas usually it's the other way around I'll have an argument uh, with myself later it's fine <laughs> <laughs> He's going to bed like these fucking Germans and they're Scottish. <laughs> and this fucking Scottish guy said he didn't care about people taking the piss out of Scotland. Anyway, Gabe, apple oh. wine. <laughs> so, apple wine. Apple wine is, the na- it is the, effectively the name given to cider made in this part of Germany, the sort of the, uh, the west, the southwestern parts. Um, it's generally characterized uh, from a flavor profile apples that are more acid driven it tends to be quite dry um, and it's and it's still generally um, and and presented um, in a style not necessarily that you would drink it um, instead of wine because it's also there's it's, it's a wine it's a wine growing area as well you've got the you've got the Mosul and you know so you've got lots of really bright Rieslings and Pinot Gris and things down there, and and sort of you know the Alsatian region as you get onto the French border too. So it, generally, it's characterised by being light, acid-driven, a bit floral, still, uh, and quite dry. And and you can, and there are starting to be some different interpretations, more modern interpretations of that. Uh, and I suppose if you're trying to break out of that 
or traditional mold, then maybe you would utilize the term cider, uh, which is, you know, gaining a little bit more uh, understanding and knowledge across different parts of Europe. But maybe that's a bit more synonymous with some of the very mainstream kind of brands, um, which have a, you know, minimal amount of sort of juice content in there. So fortunately, I've had the opportunity to go to Frankfurt a couple of times. Um, quite a boring city in general. It's a financial city. There's not much fun. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Frankfurters. <laughs> I love you. Quite a boring city from the ciderologist. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not necessarily the jazziest person, but it's a bit boring. Come Is on. it jazz you're looking for? I mean... That's the title of the episode there, Grant. Is it jazz you're looking for? It's not sex you're looking for. It's it's not uh, the the culturally vibrant hub that it, that other cities may uh, may have within Germany, but it does have this lovely part called the Sachsenhausen, which is like the old town, the cobbled streets kind of bit, and there are some of the old classic. Apple vine bars, pubs there, basically, whereby um, vegans close your ears. That the, the tradition is to have like a giant knuckle of pork, basically, with a jug, a bimble worth of uh, apple vine. Pork knuckle with jug of bimble. <laughs> no. No. I can't be finding flowers. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe, b- before you carry on. Yes. I wanted to ask, you were saying it's not necessarily a replacement for um, wine, but is the alcohol content uh, relative to and comparable by, or is it actually the same as the UK where it's like almost half that of wine? The alcohol, it, 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 it is cider. So it's going to be in the generally in the six to eight and a half percent ABV ah. range. So it, it's described as, you know, apple wine will translate as apple wine. That's the level of my, uh, you know. I believe it's uh, apple wine in uh, the <laughs> UK. Wine, I think, utilizing my take out a couple deductions. of F's and you're there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to consult the uh, periologist Martin and just double check that, in fact, it is. <laughs> yeah, he's he's well, he's bad. So, uh, what I've wondered with because I've not tasted a lot of German cider, well, any German cider actually. But I guess the the apple wine thing automatically you think is it is it does that mean it's served like wine or presented like wine or is that literally just a translation thing where it's called apple wine because it's made like wine and it's made from apples? Yeah, I think I think it's 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 more the translation. Whereas the I don't know the uh etymological root of cider just didn't work in spain and france and england came from the um from that sort of latin root around cigar and 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 the cedra and cedra and cider thereafter for some reason uh in, in that in the in the germanic culture it was more sort of you know simplistic in terms of this is an apple wine it's like a wine but it's made from apples not not pertaining to it being a higher alcohol not to pertaining to it being as a as a readily and always utilized substitution for wine, but it literally is just that that fermented apple juice. Uh, okay, but is it is it presented in seven fifty ml bottles like wine, or is it? Can you buy it by the pint? You know, again, it's just about the culture of drinking that. Uh, how different it is to how we drink it here. Mm. 
you it, it's it, uh, two different ways if there, there are the, again in in frankfurt and in the sort of surrounding hessen region there will be a, a heritage of these pubs and bars whereby cider is is the local drink and it will and it will be served um in this in this uh blue and white um vase which is called a bemble and this is like this is the the the, the draft cider and it gets poured into these into these wonderful sort of cut crystal glasses that what you that's what you traditionally drink uh apple vine out of in in this part of the world if you if you're not so i suppose that's the equivalent of the of the draft serve if you're buying it bottled it is in a 750 mil bottle it's it's sort of presented like uh like a table like a table wine because it's still uh, and it will be 750 mil i suppose today it's all it's all screw cap it might have been cork once upon a time um so yeah, I, I suppose in, in that way that you, you could say that it was you know drunk um in the same way as wine, it just might not be necessarily that that it's a substitute for wine. I suppose. Okay. Okay. So lovely. There we go. Hopefully, that great an- question answers your poem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what does like. I feel like I kind of had the the cider poem market cornered, and then this German just fucking shows up. <laughs> Um, I actually have a, a real soft spot for Germany because I proposed to my now wife Hannah in a Bertesgaden, uh, which is uh, just shy of uh, Hitler's eagle's nest, uh, which we found out Aww, afterwards. Isn't that romantic? <laughs> um, so, but we literally we were I proposed her in Lake Konigsee, and it was like misty mountains, and you take this boat going down, and. Uh, then we went off on another boat and we got to this little pocket and uh, I'd picked this kind of little walk that we'd done and I proposed to her there and I, I fucking, I love Germany. I love the people. I love the culture. I love, and uh, the scenery, it, if you, it's, it's almost a shame that we've kind of done Brexit now because it's shit. Um, but it's almost a shame. It is almost a shame because <laughs> sovereignty sovereignty above my holiday. That's we're a sovereign <laughs> that's a, nation. That's a slight understatement, but yeah, yeah. It is it is a slight understatement. But the idea it's one of those places that I, I would talk to people about and go like, I went to Germany and they're like, Did you? And you're like, It's fucking amazing. I fucking love yeah, it. And it's fucking close. That's you know, it's so close, so easy to get to, and now it's going to be a fucking pain in the arse. Mm. Did you did you ever play there as Frightened Rabbits, Grant? As Frightened Rabbits? Not, 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 not under that name. As Frightened <laughs> Rabbit, yes, without the S on the end. Um, what about yeah. the plural thereof? So <laughs> as, as the members of the Frightened Rabbits... Oh, so you're asking individually? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, asked, I've asked all the members so far. <laughs> You've asked everyone else. Everyone else, they just answered the question. They weren't an arse about it. Uh, aye, we played there. Well, Germany is like, within Europe as a touring band, it has its own uh, sort of uh, touring uh, circuit you can do because it's so big. Oh, really? Yeah, so you can go to... you can. Um, France isn't so great for touring bands because uh, <laughs> no, they just end it there. France no, isn't no, so no. Great. <laughs> I mean, explain it a little bit. They they have <laughs> they have a great um, uh, policy where they they have a percentage of uh, radio plays have to be indigenous music. 
Mm. So, oh, okay. Yeah, which is brilliant. You know, I think it's a like lot. Canada. I think it's something that a lot of, yeah, Canada has it. And that's why you get so many successful can- Canadian artists mm-hmm. um, uh, outside of Canada um, because they, they support them financially, artistically, and it, it's it's great. Uh, France is the same, uh, which means it's hard for touring bands to go there. Uh, Germany, you, you go and, and you, you you play like four or five shows within Germany and do a li- mm. do this little tour, and even as a as, as a small band. Uh, so I we, we went there a lot, um, and and you can get you, Europe is difficult, um, but if you if you kind of get a if you get a following in Germany, you can you can build a tour around it uh, mm. in Europe. Um, it it's, it sounds silly. Does does it's like because your music's so it sounds so Scottish talking about it, and does that resonate with areas like Germany? Do you know what I mean? I can't phrase that question any simpler. No, I know I what you mean. Like I, I don't know. It's the honest answer. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know what it what it is that that because especially with us with the band the lyrics are so important to to people mm. uh in in the english speaking countries you know in the, in the uk and the us that was what people really really clung on to over the band um so i i get but i guess in in europe they you know they do most of the countries have a good grasp of english and they they speak english well and um uh and 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 maybe maybe they, they just felt the same way that that, that people did in, in the uk um and in other english-speaking countries but I, I, I don't know or or there's so many expats there that uh they, <laughs> that that's more australia actually we'd go to australia mm. and be like oh, yeah. this is great we're getting to go all the way to australia and play shows like, all right that's because there's fucking hundreds of scottish people here <laughs> <laughs> well uh less underscore the underscore man uh, there's a little bit of uh, Germany and the Frightened Rabbits for you as well. Thank you for your poem. Thank you for your question. I hope we've kind of answered it. Um, but if not, fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we've done a nice thing. I've dedicated about 20 minutes of my life to you. So uh, yeah. cheers. Cheers to you, bud. Cheers uh, to you. It. Cheers indeed. And there we go, everybody. I think that pretty much wraps up another episode of the Nutricider Hotel. Thanks again to Colleen and James from Duck Chicken Cider for joining us. And, you know, as we say every week, if you enjoy our podcast and want to help, please do tell your friends all about us. And especially if you're in the US, please subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow on Spotify or your favourite podcast app, Instagram and Facebook. We are Neutral Cider Hotel and on Twitter we're Neutral Cider Pod. And as always, you can listen online and share episodes at NeutralCiderHotel.com. There we go, everybody. Grant, Martin, Scott, thanks for another week. Another great time. What's cheers in German? Prost. No. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, it is. Why would I lie? Oh, I feel like you've taken the, the Russian one. That is not a word. No, it's Prost. Is it really Prost? Prost. 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 Yeah. Prost. 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 Well, Prost. Prost. Um, I mean, I'm not even trying. Prost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry, Germany. We've added another fucking country, haven't we?
<laughs> a touch of prost. <laughs> the Neutral Cider Hotel was brought to you with funding from the EU. Thank you very much for all of your... <laughs> we'll see you in like 20 years' time when we probably realised we made a bad mistake and want to claw our way back in. We want you back. We want you back.